Welcome to Small Business Success with Steve Strauss, author of the Small Business Bible plus the Small Business Columnist for USA Today. Find out more at theselfemployed.com. Here's your host, Steve Strauss. Are you looking for small business success? Well, what are we waiting for? Let's get started. As always, this week's show is sponsored by my friends at Greatland. Greatland is where you need to go to get your tax, W-2, and 1099 needs met. Go to greatland.com to learn more. I have a guest for you today, and I would really love to tell you the name of his business, but I'm not because... That would be spoiling both the joke and the beauty of his name and brand. So um, I will tell you his name is Kerry Smith, and uh, he runs a business. I'm going to have to leave it at that, but this guy knows something about branding that I think we're going to all really enjoy hearing about and learning from. And my question for you then is, you know, what what is a brand, right? If you're a small business, often small businesses think, they don't have to worry about branding. Branding is an idea for the big boys, for the Coca-Colas and Budweiser's and McDonald's of the world. But the opposite is actually true. If you're a small business, you need a brand more than anybody because there's so much competition out there these days. You have to give people a reason to remember you. And you do that with your brand. All right. So if I say, you know, what do you think of when you think of BMW, right? You think of luxury, expensive cars. That is their brand. And they want you to think that that is their brand. When I say, what do you think of when you think of McDonald's? Okay, you think of cheap, fatty food or inexpensive, something like that, right? That is their brand. What do people think of when they think of your business? That is what we're going to figure out today. There are really three basic characteristics of a brand. First, a brand is unique. I mean, the whole idea of branding is that you distinguish yourself and set yourself apart in a crowded marketplace. You don't want to be everything to everyone. You want to have a very identifiable niche right? Like the self-employed, right? That's our niche. There's lots of business websites out there. We try to find a unique niche. Second, your, your brand has to deliver on the promise. Your brand has to be based on reality, like whole foods. What do you think about when you think about whole foods? Healthy foods, whole foods. That's their promise. So yeah, are they expensive? Yeah, they're expensive and they're also great food. Uh, in the in those stores. So uh, what if they sold inferior food? I think you'd have a hard time believing their brand, and they wouldn't be in business very long. And then finally, brands are, what I have to say, are integrated. Everything is reinforced by what you do, where your business is located, what your website looks like, your prices, your customer service, how the phone is answered, your signs. It all ties in together. So you think about integrating a brand that delivers on its promise that is unique. That's how you start. You know, What is it you do that is unique and different and special? And if you can put that in the name of your business, that's number one in my book. In fact, the guy that we're going to speak to right now, Kerry Smith, created a very unique name for his business, and it's so memorable that we have him on the show, and you're going to remember it, and uh, that's what you want in your business. So let's find out what it is and how he did it.
Coming up, this week's interview. As I mentioned, we have a great interview on the show today, a branding expert, because this is a guy who created a really unique name for his business and a unique brand, and it's, well, I'm going to let him do it. So, Kerry Smith is the CEO of Big Ass Fans. Is that right, Kerry? Well, uh, the Kerry Smith is correct, but it's uh, not CEO, it's CBA. CBA. What is What is that? I'm the chief Big Ass here <laughs> at Big Ass Fans. And people ask me, they say, well, now, Kerry... Seriously, uh, you wouldn't put that on your card, would you? And I said, well, let's take a look. And uh, and sure enough, it's on my card. So everybody gets a giggle out of that. So you are clearly the, ol- the, the only CBA on the planet, right? I, I think so. I would hate to meet somebody else that was because I don't know what that would refer to. That might not be... That might not be good. <laughs> I, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you your business wasn't always called Big Ass Fans, right? No, that's correct. We started the business... And we we used what we thought at the time was a very, very descriptive uh, name, and that was high-volume, low-speed fans. And I can't even say it quickly right now. And uh, it was interesting because uh, it, when we started the company, of course, there's not very many of us, and, and everybody answered the telephone. And inevitably, uh, we would uh, pick up the phones and say, it's a high-volume, low-speed fan company. And uh, the guys on the other end, or the gals, would pause and say, are, are you those guys that make those big-ass fans? <laughs> and we, we finally, because we're not as, 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 uh, as smart as we'd like to think we are sometimes, uh, after about uh, two years, we got the message, and uh, we changed the name. We were a little, uh, you know, at first... Um, we were a little bit uh, hesitant to do that, but once we did it, it it uh, it really uh, it it took off. We we had a lot of uh, comments about it, which from a from a business perspective is is not bad. Uh, we actually uh, we're out of Lexington, Kentucky, and we actually uh, mailed uh, in the beginning a lot of um, postcards that had uh, on one side of the postcard big ass. And we had a picture of a big ass, a donkey, uh, and on the other side, the fans, big ass fans. And there was a postmaster in Louisville that refused to uh, to send those wow. pass those cards along, which I think is illegal. But anyway, we made the most out of it, uh, and of course tried to tell everybody that you know we were banned at the post office. So it, it from our perspective, it worked out pretty well. So I often tell people that when they think about creating a brand for their business that they shouldn't try and be you know, all things to all people. But in fact, you want to create a very specific brand that that attracts some people and it's okay if it repels others because at least then, mm. you know, it's memorable. And I, I would take it that you, you're of that philosophy as well. Oh, for sure. I, I think... Uh... Our uh, the name uh, uh, big ass fans is it, most people uh, chuckle at it, uh, and most people recognize that it's very very descriptive. But there's about I don't know maybe a couple of percent of people uh, that uh, get somewhat agitated about it. But the fact they get agitated about it is um, I don't know it eggs on the the ninety seven percent of the people mm-hmm. that think it's it's uh, it's uh, descriptive and cute, and um, we have all sorts of we used to have uh, more than we do now, uh, but uh, uh, people writing in that uh, 
you know, I go to church every Sunday and I'm a good Christian, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that name. I mean, Mary rode an ass into Bethlehem, <laughs> you know, get a life. So. so I wonder how much you attribute your success to the naming of your business, because you don't get a chance when you very, you don't get a long chance when you own a business to make an impression on people. And if you have just a, you know, basic name of your business, I think you're missing an opportunity. Whereas with your, one of the things I love about your name is one, it's funny, as you said, and two, it is descriptive. So immediately people know exactly what your business is. No, no. And I think that's very, very important. We, we used to go to trade shows. We go to an awful lot of trade shows and, and, and I don't uh, attend them as much as I used to anymore. But uh, inevitably there would be uh, a fellow that would come up to me and I'm standing there and he recognizes me and he says, Carrie, I've got to tell you this story. And I knew, I knew, I knew exactly what he was going to say. And he would say, you know, we had, we bought some of y'all's fans, uh, a couple of years ago and, and, uh, they're great. Uh, but I had a, a vendor coming in my, my facility, uh, last week or last month. And he was walking through the facility and he looks up and, and he goes, damn, that's a big ass fan. And then I turn around and I say to him, you're right. That is a big ass fan. And I think that the, the, the fact that the, the name is so descriptive and people, that is the, the response when they see it. I, I think in that regard, we're very, very lucky. However, I also think that with a name like uh, big ass fans, uh, you've got to be really, really good. I mean, it, it really does put the, the onus on uh, the company to to uh, to excel at all times, and so we have. While I I think that the name is a very very important uh, feature uh, of the company uh, and the brand, I also think that the fact that we've got many many more people. I mean, we've got 30 uh, engineers uh, alone uh, out of almost 400 people at the at the plant we spend much much more time on on engineering and, and product research and, and development and i think that in the long run or in in, in the main that's what uh is uh makes our company uh memorable to our customers and and the other thing which i think is very very important uh is that um, the customer is absolutely paramount and i know that's that's so easy to say, and people will will mouth that, but that is you have to live that and I think that again, people remember our name, and if we did not excel and if we did not take care of our customers over an extended period of time because we've been doing this for fourteen years uh now uh then I think people would they might remember our name but it might not be such a good thing. Right. Well, uh, clearly you mu- you have a, gr- a great product because, uh, you know, you have been in business for, for 14 years and you have, a, you know, a big staff and people are loyal and fans of your business and, uh, you know, pardon the pun. And, you know, the thing is you have to, what you're doing is you're delivering on your promise. So you make a promise with your brand name, right? We have big ass fans and then you deliver on it because you, know, you can't live, you can't live on, a, on brand alone. I think a lot of you know, dot-com companies learn that, like pets.com and things like that. You know, you, you can create a great brand, but if you can't follow up and really deliver on what you're promising, then you're going nowhere anyway. Yeah, but then you don't have a brand. I mean, seriously, right. you can have a name. You can Exactly, that's what I'm trying to say. You can have the best name in the world, but if you don't uh, deliver, you don't have a brand. And I always tell people that, well, I mean, we have a lot of patents. We have, I think, something like 90-something patents. But I would trade the patents 
if it was up to it, I would trade the patents for, for the brand. The brand is the the most important thing. Uh, I mean, that is the the most valuable asset that our company and uh, and I think any other company has. I mean, that's that's your that's your name. I mean, that's your that's your life. Did it did it scare you to take such a risk with with uh, what seems like a, a risk with the name that you chose? No, I'm not. I'm not smart enough to be <laughs> concerned about things like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> No, uh, no. Actually, I th- honestly, Steve, I never, I never looked at it that yeah, way. Okay. Um, uh, it was, it was one of those things that when we made that decision, it was obviously the the correct decision because I mean, well, we just the the response uh, was was overwhelming. So it it uh, it obviously we made the right decision. I will say this that we started the company with fans first in ag uh, agriculture uh and then we moved into the industrial business and the people that we dealt with at the time i mean they were either dairymen uh or uh maintenance directors uh, uh maintenance supervisors and it, we were lucky in the sense i think that that one we solved a problem that they they had uh and secondly that we had the same sense of humor which was not uh, maybe not the most sophisticated sense of humor, but um, but it everything jived and uh, and it worked. And I thought for the longest time when we moved from industrial fans because we did because we had so many people requesting them to put them in a church or put them in schools or uh, assembly areas that that was something that we were going to, you know, we might have to lose or we might have to rethink it. But every time um, that we uh, soft-pedaled the name, I mean, we would have various fans uh, that we made for and still do make for uh, commercial space, and we would highlight the, the name of the fan. It's an element or it's an ISIS. And it was surprising how people reacted to that because they would email us and ask us if we were uh, trying to run away from our name. And, and even with the uh, residential fan that, that we now uh, manufacture, which is the, uh, the most efficient fan, ceiling fan in the world, and I think the prettiest, uh, we've, we have to call it a big-ass fan. I right. mean, it's a haiku, but we have to call it a big-ass right. fan. People, I don't know, we've got, I, I got on a plane this morning and, and I was talking to somebody and, and she said, she has a blog and and she was talking about it and and she said well what do you do and i said well we make fans and and uh yeah what kind of fans well big fans not big ass fans and it's like you know i wouldn't have expected that's that, so funny that somebody like that would would suggest would know who we were but it's uh it's a good thing that's awesome so carrie if people would like to find their the big ass fans for themselves or learn more about you where where should they go well, we uh, sell direct. I mean, we have a what we call a uh, direct channel. And so when you want to find us, you actually have to come to our website uh, and, and actually call the company and talk to somebody uh, at the company. And that's uh, bigassfans.com. Uh, and uh, we've got, oh my gosh, we've got uh, a number of different fans, different types of fans, but they're all fairly big, except for the, the residential, which is, uh, which is very, very unique. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much for being with us, and uh, keep up the great work. Oh, thank you very much, Steve. I really appreciate your, your time. Coming up next, the tip of the week. 
Kerry Smith was the genius behind Big Ass Fans, and what are you going to be the genius behind? Here are three steps to creating a brand. Number one, decide what your promise is going to be. Remember, your brand has to be based on something real in your business, something unique and different and special. So figure out what it is your promise is going to be that your brand and maybe your brand name is going to deliver upon. Second, you're going to create a campaign. You're going to create a logo and a name and a website and maybe some advertising that reinforces that brand. Like take a look here at the self-employed. We have a cool logo, I think. And what is our tagline? Uh, Your job just got easier. And if we do our job right, you know, you're finding that to be true. And then finally, you're going to reinforce that brand with your colors, your website, your tagline, your logo, your signs, your advertising, your marketing materials. Everything has to be a unified whole reinforcing that theme. So decide on your promise, decide on your unique angle, create a whole unified theme, and then do it again and again and again. So if I say you were to hear an ad and the guy says, we'll leave the light on for you. What is that? It's Motel 6. Why? Because they've Told you that again and again and again. So that's what we all need to do in our business. So I will tell you again that uh, I appreciate you stopping by. We love that you listen to this podcast. We hope you stop by again. Hope you're having a good summer. Until next time. And that is this week's show. As always, this week's show is sponsored by my friends at Greatland. Greatland is where you need to go to get your tax, W-2, and 1099 needs met. Go to greatland.com to learn more. Stop by again next week for some more small business success.